Hey, and welcome back to episode three of My First Anime. I'm Chris Bailey. Uh, Salvador, also named as Monkey. And Anthony Vaughn. So, we are picking up with episode six, or sorry, session six, Sympathy for the Devil, also written by uh, Keiko Nobumoto, who I believe wrote the first episode of the series. Um named for another Rolling Stone song. There's much more Rolling Stones to come. <laughs> but um yeah, this one I will I guess preface by saying I know Anthony said he didn't have a lot for it and that makes a lot of sense. I think this episode gains a ton of density on rewatches. Because I, I went into it thinking like, eh, I don't know. I don't I know I don't really remember caring for this episode that much. It was just kind of weird and random, but um there's there's a lot of thematic stuff going on in this episode that makes so much more sense if you know how the rest of the series is gonna play out. Yeah, I've got a lot of uh, uh it was just it seemed like a filler episode in my in my opinion, but like I said, this is my first watch through, so Well I guess we'll see what you guys have to uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I guess we can just jump right into the first scene. We see the oh. weird, like, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I was just going to say, uh, as soon as I hear the fucking, uh, as soon as the full scene happens, I'm like, is this the fucking kid episode? Because this episode is like, rememberable. Like it's, it really sticks in your head afterwards. Just because of all the blues in it, all the, uh, the jazz and the, everything about it is very rememberable to me. So I'm just like, is this the kid episode? And I was like, yes, it is. It's the kid episode. Yeah. Hmm. And, um, well, uh, I'll save that for later. But so we get into that first scene, which is this weird, um, almost, who's, who's the director? Kiki, no, no, that's not. No, um, Clockwork Orange. Uh, Ikurosaku, wow, right? I can't remember. No, no, no. Sorry, I have to look this up now. Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. A very uh, kind of Stanley Kubrick dream sequence immediately. Um, which this is not the end of Kubrickian <laughs> uh, influence that we'll see. Uh, you see all the organs in the jars. You see someone lying on a table. Some sort of operation is going on. And we're pulled out through the eyes of Spike into a little kid playing a harmonica on stage. Which... Sounds so fucking good. <laughs> it was good. I'm a, I'm a little loose on this episode, considering it's been a couple weeks since we watched it. But um, I, I just have... It's the kid from Case Closed. I had that exclamation point. <laughs> oh my god, Detective Conan. That's just actually like pretty him, funny. I, I could be wrong. But... <laughs> no, I mean, they both have yeah, black I, I hair. Could say that. I mean, I, I could, could be 100% that. wrong. But... Um, I mean, Case Closed is um, probably a little earlier than Bebop, but still of that kind of era. So there's definitely some overlap in character designs. Yeah. Um,. But so I, yeah, I can definitely see him thinking he looks a little like Coden. <laughs> I am gonna preface too that that was the one of the few I guess considered animes that I watched more than one episode of, and that I can slightly remember. 
but I definitely never finished it. Next thing I have is <laughs> I'm ready to have this fight. Faye eats Ein's <laughs> food. Oh my god. So I, I was just saying in my notes, it's just really funny that Faye is just teasing Ein about this fucking food. So in my notes it said fuck this person. Basically fuck Faye. And I still love fucking Ein. Ein is such a great dog. She's such a bitch. I need to earn his fucking keep. How about that? Uh, Faye needs to earn his whole keep because she doesn't do anything either except she spend money. Shit, but gamble her money away. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Ayn at least guards people. He doesn't guard them well, but he does his job. Yeah, he actually does the opposite of his job. He borks when he needs to bork. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anthony knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that whole, that whole scene is just funny. Just fucking, fucking watching uh, Faye is not... Does, is not prideful enough, so he's willing to eat dog food if she's just hungry. While talking just about how, the... like, how high class she is. Exactly. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, <laughs> she's a terrible person, but at the same time, a great one. No, no, she's just a terrible person. She's not good at all. Just terrible person. Hey, I mean, come on. Rival. I'll bring that up no. post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, which, which other person would take food away from their dog? No other Nolan. person. She's so, a terrible human. Yes, he is. If she even is a human. <laughs> Especially when you have a, a corgi. A Welsh corgi. Like, you don't take that shit away. <laughs> well, I mean, he's maybe he's fat enough. He doesn't need the food. <laughs> oh, my God. What is wrong with you? He's just defending his woman, his waifu. Like, oh I told God. you. I, th- I, was, I don't remember why, but I'm taking a hard stance on this. <laughs> <laughs> he's defending his waifu. Yeah. You know, Cowboy Bebop is one of the few animes that does not get waifu. Oh, no, I don't think no so, but really there's not enough, it? like... What's up? No, I is that not a thing where you just pick a girlfriend and that becomes your waifu? Um, I mean, it is. But it Cowboy is, Bebop... kind of thick. You, that doesn't... It, no, it, like, it's not really a... Be- for whatever reason, people don't best girl Cowboy Bebop that much. Maybe they do well, now the thing- when I'm, like, out of the loop, but... The thing is, I think Faye is hot enough. Is just, I don't think her, like, um, she doesn't have any personality traits that make you want her, like, weird as it is. So, basically, the waifu trend is actually people you want to spend your life with. The waifu trend is who would you most have a body pillow of that you want to do dirty <laughs> things with? <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, Faye's body pillow is not that bad. Even though she's no spike. Spike body pillow, yes. I know what Faye, I'm getting Loki eh. for his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Please, though. No, I, I have no way to Spike reason pillow. behind Hold that. Uh, for one of my friend's birthdays, another friend got him a body pillow of an Evangelion character. Or not Evangelion, uh, Gurren Lagan. Oh, which one? Uh, oh, God. I haven't seen Gurren Lagan, so I don't know. Oh, you don't but know. I could, I'm just I saying, know. you guys, um, what's called? So, I'm just saying Cowboy Bebop is my first pick. Uh, Owens is going to do a pick, and Anthony's going to pick, do a pick of what enemies you're going to pick. Going to Argon is going to be one of my picks. I don't know if it's going to be my second way through, second one through, or my third one, but going to Argon is definitely going to be a pick. We'll probably put that Yo, in the beginning. I'm just promising you guys out there in, many in the audience. Too many characters. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to figure out what character it was, but there are way too many characters in Gurren Lagann. That's fine. Oh, after that tangent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, so... 
Also, I think it's just because Faye doesn't fit any personality traits in anime right now. She's not like a Tsunade, or she's not like a Miki person. She's her like own woman. I I can't think of a lot of animes when the uh that where those women as powerful as her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think she fits something that was probably more prevalent in older anime. Like, it's funny that the same voice actress is Jessie from Pokemon, because I don't think that's like a horrible parallel if you just were, are to look at like entirely from a comedic perspective. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Anyways, make it after tough. that tangent, let's get on through. <laughs> Even though Anthony does want a jet pillow. Nah, body pillow uh, so maybe we'll talk we'll talk <laughs> we talk we wait talk. till the, wait for the jet nude scene <laughs> i'll make up my first anime uh uh amazon account wish list. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> we'll uh we'll get um we'll get the spike for you jet for me and we'll get an iron one for <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Look, I got Come nothing on. against Ayn. Like I said, I just I picked this hill for some reason. <laughs> I am backing down now. I was just saying, I really want Kogi. Every time I see Ayn, I'm just like, I want Kogi so bad. They're just so fat and great dogs. Yeah, Corgis are fun. Yeah, I would never get one. You guys. Uh, okay, so th- actually. To kind of circle back on Monkey saying the thing about Faye not being a very common character in anime, I <laughs> find that pretty interesting because the that, the next note I have, I specifically took because it's the first thing in this anime that really stood out to like to me as like, oh, that's an anime thing. Like, I feel like I'm watching any anime right now. And it's when uh, Jet intercepts Fatty River. When Spike is going to go after, what is it, Zebra or Giraffe, one of those guys? Yeah. And they, they're they just, like, in the crowd pretending to like each other and doing, like, two-frame loop animation of patting each other and just pretending to be nice. And I feel like I've seen that a hundred yeah. times in a million different anime. And for Anthony TV shows. that That's a thing for Monkey. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to call that out. There's not much there, but... um. Can yeah, we, I do like we... that scene. I, I like that scene just because it shows that Jet knows different bounty hunters. Well, they know their competition. Yeah, and it fleshes out the world a little more, which leads to my next note of when Spike is chasing them down, he staggers past the drunk and, like, almost bunk- bumps into him. And that whole thing takes, like, four or five seconds, which is almost pointless. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it somehow just makes the world feel. I really liked it because it makes it feel like, oh, there's no reason for that, but it makes sense that that would happen in this situation. It. Just I realized in this run of episodes how just everything is just fleshed out so well in such a short amount of time. It just makes everything feel so lived in and real. Okay, uh, that's perfect jumping point into this. I would agree with you until they named their fucking villains Giraffe and Zebra. Well, they're probably code names, Anthony. <laughs> oh my god. Their name probably isn't Giraffe and Why Zebra. Why couldn't they be better code names than zoo animals? You know, I'm just saying, well, I, on, you... I was watching. <sighs> god. I was just saying, I was watching uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and they had the Yo Yo Strangler. So, the come on. The Disco Strangler? Yeah. Hey, yeah. But that's so, Brooklyn yeah, Nine-Nine humor. 
And you saying there's no humor in Cowboy Bebop? No, I'm just saying that they've had, what, Asimov? Fucking great name. Um, what's the main protagonist's guy's name so far? Spike. Uh, or, sorry, oh, Vicious. Vicious. Yeah, fucking Vicious. Yeah, okay, so hold on. You take Jet, issue with Giraffe Spike. and Zebra, but not Spike, <laughs> Vicious, and Giraffe. I mean, yeah, Giraffe. So, uh, Spike, Vicious, and Jet. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Anime. Don't take Spike's name. No. No, don't take Spike's name in this, Owens, okay? Spike's name is fantastic. Name, one go real person named Spike. Anime. Oh, Spike is a very common name, my, actually. My butcher. Uh-huh. My butcher's yeah, okay. name is Spike. I could have a friend named Spike. But so. I'm just saying, do you have a friend named fucking Giraffe or Zebra? Yes. Bullshit. Yeah, my pet Giraffe in the backyard. <laughs> no, Why, I Would don't, you name your but... pet Giraffe Zebra? Yeah, it'd be kind of fun, actually. But I'm just saying, like, if we're going to go full anime, let's do it. Let's name them, like, fucking anime names, not Giraffe and Zebra. <laughs> Maybe that's just a thing that I just have. I just couldn't. Maybe that's why I didn't like this episode, because I couldn't get over that, that big hump. Oh, really? Yeah, I can see I how that's a huge names. roadblock for someone. It, man, it, it is, dude. <sighs> anyway, Giraffe... As apparently he very much deserves, comes flying out a window, and Spike catches him. But he did. Well, he's not dead, but he gives Spike the stone and says, "Like, oh, help him," and then dies. Yeah, help, old boy, without much context. Yeah. Yep. Naturally. Um, yeah. And then we have the article. With the kid in it and, you know, the dude in the wheelchair, like, learning a bit about them, which I believe Faye points out is from 30 years ago. I don't know if that's here yet, is it? Uh, That's the next note I have, if you have something between that. Uh, I just remember that being revealed a little bit later. Um. um... No, that's because what I have is we have the article. Because then then he goes goes to... Yeah, he goes chasing after him, and then we get to the reveal scene pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. And then we get the flashback, which is something that has been alluded to before with the uh, hyperspace gate accident with Earth, which I believe, I don't know if it's been said, but I believe was 50 years ago. Um, so we see the kid playing his harmonica sad music is happening we just see remember how i told you that anime includes a lot of references to uh the atomic bombs yeah well here you go yeah the yeah Yeah. the, the space gate exploding basically ruining earth and you know naturally it's very much an allegory or an allusion to the bombings of Nagasaki and Hiroshima. Okay, so random question: Do you understand the science between? How, do you understand the science of how the kid does not age? Because no, I rewatched this scene several times. I do not understand what the fuck happened. All I know is there's some fucking particles. That's all. Yeah, basically the explanation is uh, radiation interacted with things weird, and I don't know. It, I mean, I sincerely doubt there's any real science behind it. It's just basically nonsense, but it's fine. Okay. And, I mean, even... Doesn't Jet say, like, hey, you got that to Spike? And he's like, nah. 
Not even a little. <laughs> yeah, this is why Spike is the greatest human being ever. Oh my god. Can we all Here agree with we that? go. <laughs> You're gonna get this heavy podcast, Anthony. That's oh all. Oh god. <laughs> I would edit it out, but then it'd just be monkey occasionally saying, My name's Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so after we get that flashback that, again, bombs, is Spike actually catching up to... I never wrote this kid's name anywhere. Is it when? I truly don't know. Um, like, I was just kind of watching this whole episode just... I was just watching it and just taking it in. I didn't really like. I wouldn't say that I didn't enjoy it because it's. It just felt like filler. Yeah, me. and um, like I said, I, I didn't remember really caring for it that much either. But once you know other stuff, yeah, it's, remember, it's a lot. Yeah, I it's wins. Yeah, because I just remember like I, uh, I, I just I felt like we had seen cooler stuff already, right? Mm-hmm. And there wasn't. I mean, a whole lot of backstory now. I could look on this in like three or four more episodes and be like, "Holy shit, that was backstory!" But I guess we're not there yet. If we're if it comes, yeah. I mean, the only like real uh, greater universal imp- or sto- backstory that this gives us is the stuff with Earth, which we get two episodes later anyway. Well, yeah, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Yeah, I um, guess. Yeah. So we get the showdown with Spike and Wen in the warehouse. Wen dumps Zebra down the stairs. Oh, do you guys uh, know how old Wen is? Dick. Uh, like his Oof. physical age or like, what do you mean? Yeah, his physical age. Like, was like taking the immortality into account? What? Sorry, what'd you say, Anthony? Wasn't he like 120? I don't know. It said th- it was uh, 30 years after the accident. So if he looks like, what, 12 right now, you'd be 44, I think? Yeah, he would be in well, his 40s, I think. 30 years after the accident. The accident happened when he was, wait, when he was, y'all said 50 years ago. Was it 50 years ago? I said 30. Um, no, the article is from 30 years ago. I think the Astral Gate thing is from 50 years ago. Oh, you might be right. I don't uh, know how old According to the Cowboy Bebop fandom wiki, he was 62. That's oh, it? okay. Yes. Man went full skeleton at 62? Uh, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Oversight. Nope, not even close. Okay. Uh, you see... um. People back then didn't live that long, Anthony. Okay, yeah, so we get the showdown in the warehouse. Spike shoots the kid in the head. Did you always discuss Spike uh, meeting up with the... Well, not meeting up, uh, uh, learning the history of what has happened? What do you mean? Uh, between he... Doesn't he learn that the kid was in uh, basically in R&D or something like that for several years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I just totally glossed and over that. And I think was it Giraffe or Zebra? Who is the one? Um, they were both Who? involved, and I think <sighs> who's the one in the wheelchair? Z- I believe that's Zebra. Yeah, that's okay, Zebra. So yeah, it, yeah, Zebra into 
um, went inside the lab or wherever it is, and then I guess the kid somehow controls Jeeba. And then Zebra tells um, Giraffe to just go away. And then they blow up the resource facility. Right. Yeah. If I wasn't mistaken, Is it? he didn't tell him to, right? He kind of threatened him. I don't know about that at all. So I feel like the kid just needed him around to have like a figure. To do all yeah. that shit through. Yeah. Like a scapegoat. Well, it just told <laughs> you that this kid has been, um, what's it called? He's been tortured by the government for so many years. Which is really fucked up. When you think about it. Yeah. And then the whole, um, cause he's, didn't he say the kid said that was his third? His like third I'm guardian. Sorry? Didn't the kid say that was like his third guardian? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He said something like that. Cause that's, Which makes that's, sense that if you consider he's been doing this for bit. decades. Yeah. That one stuck out to me. Yeah. This little kid's fucked up. Okay. Now I'll go on. Uh, that's all I got. He's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you would be uh, too if you got nuked and became immortal. Was fucked and then got up. experimented on by the government. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it should happen, bro. And you can't die. Like, also, it doesn't you're look stuck like as you can die. Twelve year old, like, come on, man. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, we're gonna do as a twelve year old. You can't fuck any bitches or anything like that. Can't even masturbate. All right, you can masturbate. No. Okay, this is not a conversation that. <clears throat> You're both on a list right now. <laughs> New waifu pillow alert. Uh, oh my god. We cut, it's okay, cut, it's okay cut. that he looks 12. He's actually 62. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. I guess that is true. If you if you talk about anime logic... I don't know if you know this, Anthony, but in anime logic, if a girl looks like she's 12 or something like that, she's really... She's probably like 45. Yeah. And that makes it okay. Yeah, it makes it okay. Anyway... So Spike shoots that kid in the head. Yeah, after um, Zebra gives him the crystal. Uh, no, uh, he gets the crystal from Giraffe way earlier. Yeah, way earlier. Yeah. Oh, did you guys already discuss that? Yeah, yeah it's like... Okay, yeah, it's that's like the second earlier. scene. Um, like after the chase and stuff. And then, hey, the kid's gone. What's happening here? Who knows? Uh, I like that Um, the fucking kid, like, the kid straight up tries to shoot Spike. And Spike just, um, Spike holds his pistol, and the kid is not even fucking phased. He's like, shoot that bullet at me. I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna live forever, like all these fucking teenagers right now. Hey, teenagers right now, if you, any of you guys are listening, you're not gonna live forever, okay? This isn't a PSA. Shit. I disagree. You're gonna live forever. <laughs> okay. Jump off that building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the kid's like, I'm gonna live forever, and then Spike just shoots him with their fucking purple crystal shit, and he dies. Uh, well... <laughs> Yes, at the end of the episode. <laughs> we're not, yeah, we're not quite. Well, you was heading to that. We're not there. Uh, I no, wanted to hop no, on my soapbox. What? We go back to the ship. Uh, they take Zebra back to the ship, and we get to see the alpha catch, which is the thing that like gets to look in people's memories, which I think is cool technology. And in case you Good hadn't picked up on that what was one happening. With, like, is... just like oh, a... fuck. I went way forward. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> All good. He just, okay, he just started saying, like... Uh, or they, didn't they even say like I don't know how it works, but it works for the Alpha Catch yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's cool technology. Um, I don't know that it. I don't think it ever comes up in the series again. <laughs> I mean, they can't. They can't really get a bounty, <laughs> a live bounty on. <laughs> but. 
uh, yeah, in case you did, hadn't picked up on the story by now, they hit you in the face with it. Yeah. And this is where the episode, like, they pack so much into the end of this episode in terms of, like, later stuff. Um, Spike starts to go after Wen again, and Faye sees him off by basically saying, like, this is the one you're not coming back from, right? Which is, I think, the first time that this show implies that Spike is just, like, constantly going out on stuff that's going to get him killed. Yeah, he doesn't really care about his life. Which shows you how awesome Spike is. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that for uh, my audience out there. I know you guys are a bunch of monkey fans. And it's a nice moment to, you know, show a little bit of, like... She might actually Faye care. actually cares about Spike. Even though she doesn't care about Ayn, she cares about fucking Spike. Well, I mean, fuck Ayn. Oh my gosh, what's with you? Don't die on this hill, Owens. Don't die on this hill. Bro, I'm gonna live on this hill. You're all the dead ones. <laughs> uh, protect this hill. <laughs> He's gonna try to take our hill, monkey. Don't shoot till you see the white in his eyes. <laughs> okay. But I just wow. wanted to call it that scene because, you know, it's something to think about. And I, that kind of thought comes up more than once in the series. Um... We get Spike going after when the car crashes to let Spike know where he is. And then we oh, get... You forgot one important scene. What did I forget? Okay, how does Wynn get the car? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, he fucking calls in a taxi. The taxi driver drives up, shoots him with the pistol, cold-blooded as fuck. Fuck this kid. Like, god damn, he's a meanie. He's a little shit. Savage, that's the word. No, I, I go with a little shit. Yeah, I <laughs> He's mean, it, it's, it's great, though. It's, <laughs> it's great, though. It shows you how, like, how vicious this kid is. We can't use that this word. This kid doesn't care about other we people. We can't use the word we vicious when himself. talking about this series. <laughs> yeah, I know. My bad. Okay, now you can go back to your fucking... He's ruthless. Thing. Ruthless. Ruthless, that's what it is. Uh, ruthless. So yeah, Spike eventually catches up to him after he crashes his car. We get the cool fire background. We get that sick-ass drum track. <laughs> What's that fire background? I thought it was a Terminator. Like, it looks like Terminator. He's just walking up. But I don't know if that's a Terminator I scene. so. Okay. That, this this little... That, that drum thing is probably one of my favorite tracks in the series to date. It's so good. It's just, and especially since it's still like a lot of steel drums too. It's not like your typical normal drums, but I won't do that. Um, Save it for the other <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and they just listen. I like percussion. I know. Uh, they they square up, and kid starts blasting, and Spike doesn't care. He doesn't yeah, flinch. Dude. What's up? You gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and and you know, I think it kind of harkens back to the Faye Spike conversation. I don't think it's partially. It's probably him realizing that he's not gonna die. But I think there's the little bit there that like, if he gets me, he gets me. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of Spike stuff, even from the, like yeah. the beginning. 
Like, like I said, going back to, I think, uh, the episode where he's going after Vicious, like Jet, they, it's a different take on the whole, if he gets me, he gets me, but, you know, Jet's like, you're on their own on this one. And then Spike's like, fuck it, I'm on my own on this one. Like, if he gets me, he gets me. Yep. It's just another different take on it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, for, for Vicious, there's the history there, which adds a little bit more to it, and he's just going after some random-ass kid in this one. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, then Spike pops him with his magic bullet, <laughs> and the rapid aging happens, <laughs> which you take issue with, but actually reports from, like, the the nukes have not i mean they didn't like incinerate people in that way but apparently people exposed to the radiation who didn't die from the blast um some of them did age extremely rapidly gotcha so the, it was basically the aftermath of that condensed I mean, it also could have been like we saw what would have happened to the kid if he didn't have had whatever he had happened to him too we could have just right. saw yeah, seen that, that as well and said it may not have just been just rapid aging yeah, that's that's absolutely a possibility for sure. I'm gonna accept that one. And then we have the uh, you know he's like, oh, I can Wiki. finally die. And he has the brief exchange with Spike. Of uh, I don't remember exactly what he says, but it's it's along the lines of like a oh, it's it's peaceful, it's it's kind of relieving. You get me. And what is Spike saying the dub here? Because I feel like there's a couple different translations of what Spike actually says in response to this. I honestly don't know. I can edit it. Um, I can edit in this. In the dub, it says, uh, in the dub, it says, yeah, as if. He does? Okay. He basically says the same thing in the, um, in the sub. sub. He basically goes like, nah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Um, I have seen, I don't know how credible it is, but I have seen people say that it's not actually translated properly and it's more supposed to be like Spike is saying like, yeah, I get you. Oh, really? Again, I don't know how credible that is. I've seen, I've seen that it's a possibility. I could see either one making sense, but food for thought, I guess. Yeah. Something to think of. Although... And, you know, again, this is a hard episode to talk about without the context of the rest of the series. So I'll kind of <laughs> let I'm it go. To, might have to come back to this one. And uh, Spike throws That's a harmonica a up in the air and bang. Bang. Yeah. So in conclusion. Uh, some, uh... What's up? I was going to say in conclusion, the music in this one. No. That's what I want to talk about last. Unless you got something else, monkey. Well, I was going to say, some of the references, um, what's it called? Um, so, Fatty Rivel's name is a reference to Muddy Waddles, which is a famous blues uh, musician. Uh, what Wynn is wearing is a Lupin the Third costume. Like, he's wearing what Lupin the Third would be wearing. Which is a famous uh, a-, a famous anime character. Wait, Lupin the Third is red, isn't he? Uh, no, Lupin the Third changes uh, color types every season. Oh, I'm only really familiar with the red. Yeah, that's the yellow one. Oh, and the green. I'm familiar with the green, too. I didn't know there was a yellow. Interesting. Yeah. Each uh, season is, um, what's it called, is depending what color Jackie has. 
It's really cool, actually. Okay, that's cool. When you cool. think about it like that. Yeah. That's on Looper Thor. It's a, um, it's a show about a Robin Hood character. Where he just goes around doing heists. I don't know that he's it's Robin Hood. He's probably more uh, Arsene Lupin. He's a... <laughs> Famous uh, literary thief. Oh, yeah, he's thief. That's what I was looking for. Thief. Yeah, he's a famous thief. He goes around stealing stuff. And it's great. Uh, but uh, I think that's all. I mean, um, Symphony for the Devil is a Rolling Stone song. I think yep. Owens talked about that in the very beginning. Um, and when's harmonica playing as an homage to Charles Bronson's harmonica in Once Upon a Time in the West? Don't think I've seen that. Yeah, definitely haven't. But then uh, let's get on with the music. Man, I don't. I, that's one thing I kept listening to is like when Jet was going through all the or like talking to his buddy in the blues club. I know we already touched on it, but just in general, I did like the music in this episode. It's definitely like an homage. It's very beautiful music. Yeah, it's not. That's that's just quick shouts. That's all I got. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Yoko Kano gonna get shouted out constantly. Yes, ma'am. I mean, I love the blues music in this in this show, in this episode. It, it's so good. Speaking of shouting out Yoko Kano, <laughs> let's move on to session seven, Heavy Metal Queen. Mm. Oh my gosh, this is another Michiko Yokote. Which I, like this I think one. this is my top five episode, like um, top five episodes. Heavy Metal Queen is a trance song that I'm not familiar with, but I enjoyed um, this episode. Just blanket. Uh, the music is fucking sick in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so good, but man, it opens up with that guitar riff, <laughs> and once yeah. the full song actually kicks in, I had to pause the episode. And go see if this was like, is this an actual song? Did they just license a song? Nice. <laughs> but no, it's Yoko Kano and the seatbelts. Awesome. Man, that um, the 80s hair metal just spouting out. You see that little Pontiac Firebird looking emblem come around on our little uh, big ass truck, space truck. Hell yeah. I love so everything dope. about this episode. <laughs> shit was dope. Everything looked great. Like fucking semis, like semi spaceships. you like... How the fuck? Like, why would you make semi spaceships? And it looks like semi spaceships. Yeah, clean. exactly. Space trucking. I fucking love it. Yes, sir. Um, I, I absolutely think this is one of the most fun episodes in the series for sure. Uh, so far, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Um. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're immediately introduced to VT. VT. What do you? How do you guys feel about VT? Love me some VT. I love Force. He is such a great character. So good. You know yep. who else I love that we also get introduced shortly after VT? <laughs> that fucking chonky cat. Oh, that floating chonky cat. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna say those cats in space. Fucking Hell yeah! Zeros. I mean, those dogs, but also cats. Zeros. <laughs> so adorable. Uh, quick <sighs> note on VT. Supposedly, uh, VT is a reference to, uh, I know it comes up later, but a reference to Valentina Tereshkova, the first female astronaut. That's nice. Oh, really? First That's and cool youngest. Fuck. That is awesome. Female astronaut. So, that, I don't know how true that is, but if it is, that's pretty cool. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, we get that that chonky cat, chonky cat, chonky. Um, apparently, so something I've been doing rewatching this because I realized that I never got like. Now when I watch shows, I will look at discussions of episodes or whatever, and I never had that with Cowboy Bebop, really. So now I'm kind of doing it now, like looking at rewatch threads and stuff like that. And apparently a lot of people thought she was a man for most of the episode. I wouldn't say for most. Uh, the really? first time I saw her, I did. You did? Yes. Okay. Just in the yeah, I have no idea like how much of a thing that would be because I obviously had seen it before. But yeah, it's been like several years, so I knew she was a woman. But yeah, initially I was like, "Who's this dude?" And then like it just kind of came off as that's not a dude. Yeah, we learned the bounty in this one is a guy named Decker, which obviously uh, <laughs> Deckard. If you're missing your Blade Runner reference in Cowboy Bebop, here it is. Oh, but we're forgetting one thing, though. That's very important. What's that? VT's Wad of Cash. Oh, right. Yeah. It's it's before this. For, um, before we enter the scene, though, we, we do meet the guy. And you know what You know what he has? The guy that sounds as uh, VT? What do you mean? What do you Okay. Let, 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 me, let me spell it out. Hold on. He has magnetic shoes. Magnetic shoes is still dope. Oh, I didn't fucking walk in that. the seat. Yeah, he's fucking walking in the ceiling and he tones them off and floats down. I'm like, hell yeah. We get another call back to these magnet shoes or anti-gravity shoes. I don't know how they work. I don't know if they're magnetic or they'll um or, or gravity. Or anti-gravity or suction cup shoes. I don't know. They don't discuss it. Which we don't need a discussion about it. We just need to know the he has the shoes on. But yeah, and then he comes down and talks to VT, and we realize that no one knows VT's um, actual name. They just only know her by her nickname. Um, and she is doing this bet system with the Water Cash, which I think is a great character development in the show. Yeah, and I think um, this c- kind of going back to me saying that I never really had the opportunity to really talk about Cowboy Bebop in any kind of depth. And I always knew I liked it a whole lot, but if I, you asked me to really explain it, I don't know that I have a really well-thought-out explanation. And this stretch of episodes kind of actually made me realize it, <coughs> where, for the most part, I went into each episode, except for the final one we're going to talk about, which was the one I was looking forward to most and I think is the worst of this stretch. But... <laughs> um, Talking about eight or nine? Ah, uh, nine. Really? But each okay. one I'd go into and be like, okay, this is another like week to week episode. I'm gen- generally I get a little turned off by Monster of the Week style stuff. I like more overarching things. So when I see like, okay, this is just another one off, I'm a little disappointed. But each one is just somehow they manage to complete cram a complete story with compelling characters in 20 minutes every single time. I mentioned that earlier. What I like about yep. how. Yeah, you did. You definitely yep. did. What what I like about this, what I uh, understand what you guys mean by Cowboy Bebop is one off, one off like episodes. But you do understand like the the main characters, like how they 
would interact in, in this situation and stuff like that, which I think is really fucking cool. Yeah. It's I, not I really, that. yeah. It's not really wasting time. It is a little bit, but like, you still understand well the where the characters are coming from. I don't think it's yeah, waste. I don't think, I don't think their one offs are wasted. Um, like every other one off no, except I mean, for the, that I or except for the seat. Well, I'm just gonna talk, stop talking about episode six. <laughs> I feel like more shit comes in. <laughs> yeah, th- like I said, don't worry about six. Yeah, I'm just gonna. That one's six. one that's like, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I agree. Else, I don't think any of it's wasted. I want to bring something up right after that scene. After you meet VT and the vet and all that stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Alright, I don't know if there's any League of Legends fans watching, but that bald man with the mustache and all of his little friends walking around him, the little biker gang looking ass people, that's Stand Behind Brom. That's gotta be him. Stand Behind Brom! (laughs) That fucking has to be him. Listen to it again. What are... If you oh, get a chance. in the dub, interesting. Yes, in the dub, you know dude. it's possible. Dude, that's uh, League of Legends him. does have a lot of um, prolific voice actors in it. Yeah, there's another so one I want to bring up possible. next episode. Um, or actually, I'm gonna try and look that up. See if I can figure out that guy's voice actor. Um, before I get into this, I'll talk about a couple things. I guess. Uh, we we go to the restaurant with Faye. Uh, we meet. We see Mackie and Manny. Oh, the old guys. No, the fucking Mickey and Minnie knockoffs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I did not know. Which is that. just a complete throwaway. Uh, and then Faye goes and man, she certainly gets Decker. She tricks that guy <laughs> real good. Because that's obviously I, Decker. Got you good, you fucker. I love this scene, though. What's Why up? the fuck would Decker be in an ice cream shop? Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's being... Like, it's so weird why he's in the ice cream shop. Which is completely understandable, because I would totally go to an ice cream shop, too. But, like, this guy is... But you don't sell ass wanted of nitro, stuff like this. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why would he go to an ice cream shop? I completely understand why Faye's like, why would this guy show up over here? Like, there's no reason for him to show up over here. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I understand. You want some ice cream, you get some ice cream, but, like... <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so then we quickly learned... Oh, from what I could see, uh, that guy, the guy who does Braum does not do this guy. Fuck. Unless it's just not listed on his Wikipedia. Fuck again. But um, we see that, oh, this other guy is obviously the real Decker, which, bruh, you're identified by your tattoo. Maybe don't wear a sleeveless vest. <laughs> that just completely exposes your tattoo. Yeah, then we rip open this dude's shirt and see his cute little eel tattoo. What what kind of fucking dragon is that anyway? It's, it's like there's no fucking dragon that has one fin. It's an eight eye eel. It's an eel. Which uh, I spent probably like five minutes trying to look up uh, Yakun the eight eye eel. I don't know if it's a real. <laughs> I found <Okay>. nothing. <laughs> the only thing I could find was uh, I think something you could catch as a fish in Final Fantasy fourteen called the eight eye eel. But I found no reference <laughs> anywhere to Yakun. Okay. I don't know. 
but then we get back to Spike. He is very hungover. Yeah, which that's this right. I think might <laughs> might be one of my favorite Spike expressions in the series so far. Because I remember thinking like that man looks like me on a Sunday or after D and D night, like just tore up from the floor up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, actually, uh, even, trying to on, make before him... that, before that. Yeah, so, go ahead. Before that. More goddamn bathrooms. Look, a lot of shit goes more... down in bathrooms, dude. <laughs> uh, which is funny, Anthony, because I'm just going to say, I, I put that as a note More? in uh, the next episode, episode 8. God There's another bathroom scene in episode 8. Bathrooms. <laughs> Crime happens in bathrooms. <laughs> Exclusively? Like, what the fuck is going on? In the Cowboy Brody, Universe, dude, have yes. Have you ever committed a crime outside of a bathroom? <laughs> no, but I've also never... Yes, but I've never committed a crime inside the bathroom either. <laughs> Like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I guess what you... Uh, I'm not going to make a poop joke. <laughs> so uh, yeah, <laughs> that's something I didn't even pick up. That's pretty funny. Oh, fuck it. Anyway. Okay, so d- does anybody know... Oh, does anybody know what this hang hangover cure is from? Because uh, I actually don't know what this um, is from. I think it's just like an old like wives' tale sort of thing. I've heard of people using okay. eggs, not specifically what he did, but yeah, I've seen people eat raw eggs before. Not seen, sorry, I've heard. Yeah, I th- I honestly want to say this is the first place I ever heard of it, considering I saw Cowboy Bebop when I was like ten. <laughs> you need more alcoholic friends. Which like reminds us. me though, what's up? Which reminds me about the about this egg thing. You you know who else also drinks eggs? No. Was other famous character? Jake Peralta. <laughs> no. What? I don't know if he does or not. No, nah, there's one but episode Rocky. where he... Yeah. Walkie also drinks eggs. Who? Walkie is cool. Spike is cool. Walkie? Who's Walkie? Oh, fuck you guys. Rocky. Oh, Rocky. So, yeah, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I'm just sure. saying, you guys. Both these characters are awesome. Mm. Doesn't Rocky hit women? No? I haven't also, seen Rocky, but I feel like Rocky's a bit of a problem. <laughs> also, I'm just saying, why Why does it matter if he hits women? He hits guys, too. Yeah, but, like, he <laughs> hits guys, like, in the boxing ring, and just, like, he hits women for fun. I Okay, do I don't know where you're getting this from. I haven't seen Rocky. It's bad information. May... <laughs> this has gone completely out the reservation. Just because he yells, <laughs> All I'm trying to say is, Rocky... Spike, cool. Maybe a collab. I don't know. Like, oh, that would make like some, some boxing and some. Okay, he doesn't box, does he? Or Spike? He just kicks Spike, ass. No, he doesn't do any boxing. Uh, yeah, I don't think anything he does is influenced by boxing. But he does kick ass, no. though. Yeah. Anyways, go on. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, go they're ahead. in this. They're in this diner, right? And just stop me if I forget anything. But they're in this diner, and those uh, three uh, amigo guys, the three amigos. I'm not uh, sure if that's racist. Amigo. What does that so mean? So they're credited as the Memphis Boys. Let's go with that. The Memphis Boys. I mean, it, it looks like an homage to the three amigos. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh well. Also, Owens, it's not racist, dude. You don't have to call everything out racist. Well, Memphis. look. 
the internet will call everything racist. So you have the to be aware of that. Also, <laughs> they're from outer space. Do, do you understand outer space cultures or anything like that? Yeah, or are you trying to put your own... Man. Oh, really? A lot of spaces? Okay. Or are you trying to put your agenda out, okay? I am trying to put Is that what you're trying out. to do? Have you seen my TEDx talk? Listen. TEDx talk? <laughs> I'm muting all of do you. you. Would you like to say that again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I honestly didn't remember even like what the Three Amigos was. I just googled the Three Amigos and like, okay, it's a stupid movie. So yeah, they're probably yeah. the Three Amigos. Yeah, all right. I wasn't yeah. sure if it was like, oh, this came out in the '40s and it was not okay caricatures. Probably not. But yeah, so the three or the the Memphis Boys Three Amigos type characters, uh, they pull that waitress in or whatever Muriel. Who like at first you're like fuck off like leave her alone, but at the end she deserves yeah, that these shit. People. What? We'll Why? Come back to oh that. Jesus! We'll come back to that. She no. didn't actually. Oh my god! She didn't deserve the sexual harassment. <laughs> but so VT. <laughs> yeah, you better cut that out. VT steps in, and then fucking love VT. Yes, VT's VT fantastic. VT steps in, uh, starts defending her, and then Spike loses his fucking egg, and then everyone's ass about to get kicked. <laughs> yep. I do love the shot of Spike just looking at the egg on his dick. Just <laughs> like, come on, really? <laughs> just that heavy sigh. Even though it wasn't yeah. audible, it was a heavy sigh. I got that that shot is just like, yeah, I feel you, Spike. Yeah, but so he kicks him out of the kicks him out of the diner, and then he makes him flinch even after they're already outside, which I thought was good. I like that one a little bit. And then they go. I mean, and that's trash such like a thing of fucking car. <laughs> oh yeah. And Muriel's there. She doesn't do so shit. Goddamn she bad. doesn't even tell Spike. <laughs> She's so fucking stupid. <laughs> that's why I didn't like Muriel. She tells him. Oh uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like I don't now. remember what her dumb voice is, but God, her sub voice is like, oh yeah, this girl dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then we get to the most important scene in the whole movie, where Zero's on top of Spike's head. <laughs> I said movie episode, yeah, fucking adorable. Because uh, VT hates bounty hunters and she's yes. getting pissed at him. Yep. And then the cat's like, "Nah, he good. Yeah, he cool. He cool." <clears throat> also, Which, uh, we hey, the... rem- remember the scene with the cat for the next episode. Well, um, what's called the concoction that Spike was trying to make is called a prairie oyster, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I actually didn't look up. I thought one of you guys would have, but uh, apparently I have to do everything in this podcast. So <laughs> I mean, it's what things. like egg, pepper, and something else. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> I don't like to think about drinking raw eggs more than I have to. It makes me very uncomfortable. It gets me in the mood. Okay. Yeah, but um, but you know who showed up in this scene? The four old men or the three up? old men? He, yep. I believe the old men show up again. This is their fourth appearance, <laughs> assuming I'm tallying correctly. Ding. And they try to guess her name and they guess Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny, but it is actually. <laughs> right, hold on that a doesn't second. doesn't start with a V. Hold on a second. We might actually have our Rocky reference now. Mm. Oh my God, you see? It's connected. Yeah, you know what? You might be right. I didn't. I I was thinking that too. I was gonna call it out because it seems flimsy. But now, if we look back at the drinking eggs, yeah, I'm editing out. It's solid. Round of editing out all of our shit to make us not look that dumb. 
Um, yeah and then as they're being like oh that was a bad guess we should have went with something else i think they said that they should have gone with something that started with an l so again not even close (laughs) yeah so great that's pretty good um Um, so we get them leaving and uh the cat is buckled in which i enjoy yes ma'am Oh, I was going to say something about that, but yeah, but after just seeing Spike's ship is graffitied, we already talked about that. Mm-hmm. But yes, the fact that the cat is buckled in is such a great, like, thing in this, such a great world building experience. It's, everything's great about it. Yeah. Fucking love it. Um, they make reference, so looking for Decker's ship, they talk about that it has Sarasvati painted on the side. I did, I know a little bit about Sarasvati, but I looked it up just to um, see if there was some deeper meaning. I, I really don't think there is. Sarasvati is the uh, god of learning and arts in Hinduism primarily, I believe is like the genesis of Sarasvati, uh, specifically oh, okay. music, Interesting. so it's just another music thing to throw in there. I don't think it has any deeper meaning to the episode, but. Oh, I don't know if I got to mention this, but in this scene, um, what's it called? We see VT is smoking. I don't remember if she's smoking throughout the entire episode, but I'm just saying 10% cooler. Remember, remember kids don't smoke, but it does make you 10% cooler, but still don't smoke. <laughs> Disagree. Smoking is they... only cooler if you're a cartoon. Are they still doing that in uh, future animes? I'm sure. Uh, yes, I would say if so. If you have a if you have a character like Spike, then yeah, they're smoking. <laughs> also, I think, also, I think I... smoking culture in Japan is very different than it is here. That's it. Cause it's yeah, I think it's completely different. In the past fucking twenty years. Oh yeah, no one smokes on American TV anymore unless they're like a yeah. bad person. Yeah, and even then they're kind of like. <laughs> it's, I could still see them being mad. There's always someone that goes, "Hey, those things will kill you." Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like every Marge in every episode of everything ever. Hey, those things will kill you. Anyway. Uh, then we get the VT versus Decker chase. Oh, you're forgetting one thing. What am I forgetting? You always forget. Okay, so uh, Spike's vehicle is what, you guys? The swordfish. Graffiti. Oh, yep. Broken. Um, there was a fight between uh, Faye and Decker, and Faye loses that fight. I don't know if this is a scene. Uh, yeah, we, it, it's, it's, it's happening at the same time. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, we're Faye yeah. and Decker. So we forgot about that. The Nitro scene. So what is Spike doing? Being a dick. Spike is doing the one of the coolest things ever. He's hitchhiking. Pushing his luck against VT. Hitchhiking's not cool, children. Don't listen to him. <laughs> don't do you don't think so. do not hitchhike with truckers <laughs> <laughs> but yes we, we forget, you guys forgot that spike is hitchhiking because his his uh his fucking vehicle is damaged because of the fucking uh three amigos motherfuckers yeah i think we glossed over that because we were focused on the cat being on his head because it's the same scene yes. <laughs> and then um and then phase ship gets destroyed by deco because deco has fucking mini bombs which is fucking frightening when you think about it. Look, did you see how small those are? Yeah. Like, those are fucking small yeah, bombs. it's a really cool design for a bomb, I think. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I thought that was really cool. And that's why um, we're chasing him. 
Yeah, and then fucking um, so Faye and Spike, or um, what's it called, or inside VT's um ship, and Faye asks VT to tone down the music. Uh, <laughs> so how how does she ask in the dub? Because in the sub, she uses the adjective "shit loud," shit hyphen loud. <laughs> Says, so, uh, can you please turn, this down the, t- turn down the shit loud music? The I think she's just asked to put down the music. <laughs> yeah. I think they replaced it with like very or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And VT says one of the best lines ever. Does anybody know what this line is? The Romans thing. When in Rome, do yep, what the Romans exactly. do. Yep. Great when line. I love that. Romans it's like, do. fucking, you're inside my fucking car. You listen to my goddamn music, no matter how loud it is. I don't know, man. In our uh, millennial Gen Z culture, typically, uh, doesn't the passenger get the ox? No. Actually, it's usually the back seat. The passenger's got to uh, navigate. Back seat gets the Oh, uh, yeah, I guess if you're worried about navigation, that's true. <laughs> Chris, you gotta have more, well, you gotta have I, more than two friends. One... <laughs> I will not. Sorry, one friend. <laughs> you gotta have more than one friend. No. <laughs> listen, I, I limit myself to one friend at a time. If I have two in the same place, it's overwhelming. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm happy. <laughs> oh, and then we get the scene with the cat with the seatbelt. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what that's... <laughs> okay, and then they, they get dropped off. Um, Faye and Spike do. And we realize that the fucking ship's all completely destroyed in Spike. I mean, not Spike, but... Jet has to fix it, which is so sad. Jet is just basically a dad. Yeah. Has to fix Jet his kids' uh, mistakes. Yep. Yeah. That's space. I did have that written down. Where space dad strikes again. <laughs> You're being a space dad. Which I'm, I am I never ma- thought of Jet as space dad, but I'm so glad I'm rewatching it now. And like, yeah, he's full space dad. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, then we get the VT... Versus Decker Chase. Because I want to specifically call out the music here. I think this is the first time we hear Ska in this series. (laughs) And it's so good. Oh, is that Ska? Oh, yeah, it's Ska, man. You can skank to that. On these call-outs, I gotta start listening more intently instead of just watching, too. (laughs) So I remember this being almost exclusively like Through the Fire and Flames 80s hairband-esque music. Oh, no, it's Ska, man. Listen to it. Oh, be- before before we get to that though, um, what's it called? So VT is getting um, doing that old truckle thing where the truckles all all talk on the radio, mm-hmm. and you get to see all the truckles in their natural habitat. And I fucking love the world building in this fucking episode. It's so good. I I did not write down all the fucking uh, different environments all the truckles are in, but I just know the environments are great. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we can get back to the fucking uh, chase that you want to get back oh, on. Oh, no, I decided to call it the music there. I mean, I think it's a cool chase uh, bringing a, a truck through a mine to chase Decker. Hmm. Who's obvi- I think he's his ship's basically also a truck, but he's... Uh, yeah. Don't fuck with the trucker community. Very dangerous uh, materials. Mm. But yeah, no, it's a good chase. Uh, the main thing I want to call out that happens during the chase is we cut back to the bebop and Ayn is running in space. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was gonna wa- I was gonna say that, and it's still adorable. I fucking love it. <laughs> Ayn is uh, spacewalk. Yeah, I so just floating great. there, running. It's great. 
Yeah, exactly. So great. Um, sorry, I'm trying to multitask here. Um, ba -ba 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 -ba. then oh, um, what's it called VT calls um Faye and Spike, and uh, Faye has a face mask on, which is great. And Spike is um doing laundry. Has his jacket? Is he doing laundry? Yeah, Spike's I just doing laundry. He has... Yeah. Uh, fucking has his, his uh, has his jacket off. <clears throat> yeah. And then he has striped boxers, you guys. You know how awesome Spike's boxers are? Pretty awesome. It'd be better if they were off, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't want to <laughs> see his dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn, that's uh, so, so adorable. So we get the chase, and then Decker crashes and is very dead. Very dead. Space and, dead. And uh, they get trapped in this... I guess mining asteroid that we learn is basically full of uh, explosions and volcanoes. Boom boom sticks stuck inside of a boom yes. boom. Also, uh, the fact that Deco dies is another bounty that they just don't Common get. Theme. Oh, yeah. like, they never win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they win like one every, like, I don't know how many bounties they do in between episodes, but in terms of episodes, it's like oh, no, one wait, every. Wait until we get to the episode when they. Um... When they get one. <laughs> well, they've done, like, one every three episodes or so, where they get, like, the small bounty. Yeah. Like, just enough to fucking eat. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, like, exactly. build, rebuild their ships. Oh, we forgot destroy. that fucking... We forgot that Jet, um, what's it called, feeds Ein, um... Oh, yeah, bean sprouts. sprouts. Yeah, bean sprouts. <laughs> and Ein just looks at him like, come on, man. fucks <laughs> <laughs> this shit? How did we forget about that? Yeah, see, fuck Ein. Like, thinks oh, he's too good for bean sprouts. God. Oh, come on. Faye ate his dog food. Of course well, I'll be mad. You should be thankful for the bean sprouts. I'm sending oh, bean you. sprouts to an Amazon locker near you now, and I want to sure you eat them. Bruh, I will eat some bean sprouts. Uh -huh. Put them on a turkey sandwich. Mm -hmm. Who says anything about fucking turkey? Yeah, no. Well, I'm not a dog, you just so get I can... bean sprouts, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll eat some bean sprouts. You get no fucking butter, either. <laughs> I'll just eat them. I don't care. <laughs> Send me some bean sprouts. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to send us bean sprouts, here's our P.O. box. <laughs> uh, and then their plan. God, can we just escaping. get to the fucking pod? Can we just get to the pod? That's where we're going, dude. Their plan for escaping is Spike is going to launch a pod at the wall. I'm going to turn into but monkey. First, Faye has to grab arm explosives and put them in the pod in 40 seconds. Yeah, I'm going to turn into monkey Spike real quick. jumps out of his pod. That was fucking awesome. What's up? That was awesome. Oh, That was so <laughs> badass. Thank you. At least someone tells me. Uh, no, but be before that, like, it's really interesting when uh, Faye has to get the fucking bomb canisters. <laughs> I'm and she's like, I don't have a gentle work, touch. Whatever it was, yeah. Yeah, and fucking VTs are someone's on up home rock music, which is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> she's like, don't be gentle. And which I'm just like, they're shit. dealing with bombs. Why would we be gentle? Yeah. What's great about that is uh, she cranks up her music, which makes Faye jump and knock the thing off and pretty much almost explode. <laughs> yeah, okay. But yes, um, what's called? Spike saying, um, what's called? Let me show you guys my magic trick. It's so good. Uh, he just holds it and just doof. Yep. Which, for the record, is more accurate to how space would work than people immediately exploding when exposed to it. That's what I kind of well, assume. I mean, he put earplugs on and he held his breath. 
No, I know, but you know, there's the thing of like, oh, as soon as you touch space, your entire body explodes or whatever. Okay, so that's that's really scientifically accurate then. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's 100 percent accurate, but it's close. I wouldn't okay. go try it, but <laughs> yeah, I might. <laughs> I could probably do the cool like gun flips that he does too. But oh my god, him missing that shit and then using his gun to get back. To propel himself? Yes, that thing! And that this is why we love clean, Spike! Bro. That was fucking clean. Yeah, oh my god, I it's so be mad, dude. That was actually fucking awesome. <laughs> yep. I don't know if the physics behind that checks out, but that was dope. <laughs> so uh, good. Everything about that is awesome. And then also, that poor cat had to hold on. <laughs> why was she not in her seatbelt? Or he not in his seatbelt? <laughs> you gotta get back to that seatbelt, homie. <laughs> Yeah, he pretty much summed up my thoughts on that scene. So good. That's that fun. So glad Spike we got re- another uh, Spike follower. <laughs> Look, I, I dude, just no for that scene. I don't think just anyone's bashing Spike here. We all just don't want to like snuggle up in his abs. Oh come on, dude! <laughs> Did you see his six pack? Of course you Look, would he, like what, to. He's ripped. I'm not denying that, but. <laughs> um. So then we actually get to learn. VT's actual name. Yep. He got and, it. Uh, Victoria Tepescor? Can't quite I remember. wrote it. I do not remember how to pronounce it. But Spike won. Because he saw a locket with her uh, dead husband, who is a legendary bounty hunter. Which is really cool. Which supposedly there's some someone, I don't know how related they are to the show, but someone, I guess, did like a mini-series about that guy. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it's any good or where to find it or if it's an anime or manga. I just kind of saw it in passing. But, yeah, I guess there's a really short series about that guy out there somewhere. Okay. And if you guys don't have anything else, that's the end of that episode. Oh, oh I'm just saying, um, Spike, Spike just takes a little bit of money, you guys. This is how badass he is. He didn't take the whole lot of cash. He just takes a little bit of money. I kind of honestly expect him to take the cash. Eh, doesn't he say something it. like... His quote was, The like, rest is for your husband it, or something. Yeah, in heaven or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense. Pause, I mean, he respects yourself. the guy. Yeah. Which I can give that. But I still thought he would take some, you know? He did take some. He didn't take the whole water cast. Spike is a good guy, Anthony. I don't know what you're talking... He took, like, one... You was following like me a minute bill. ago. What's, what happened to you? <laughs> Listen, that, that scene's over, right? He put his gun away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Only when he's <laughs> fighting is when you, when you like him. <laughs> Oh, doing cool oh, stuff. Anyway. I don't know why I just thought of this right now. Sorry, yeah, say your end thing, and I'll say this between episodes. Um, so I don't know what the sub version has, but you, I'm assuming you still have those outro introductions, right? Uh-huh. So on this one, it's the first one Jet did. He introduces us to Eddie. Oh, you mean like the next-ons? Yeah, is that what it's called? No, I don't watch those. Oh, so I've been watching those, um, and this is the first one that Jet does. And he, uh, is that what it's called officially next on? Uh, they might have like a real name. Previews. Yeah, the preview in episode eight. And he says, I'm 36 in that preview. Oh, okay. So we were talking about the other day. And, uh. Oh, how old he is. Yeah. And I don't know why, but this episode, I guess because it was just so fun at the end. Like all the, like the action was at the end. The fucking outro song hit different. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel oh, that, that. Real, dude. 
but it like I it, mean, yeah. I, I hate saying that phrase hits differently, but it did. I don't know how to phrase it. <laughs> it just felt no. I get I get what you that mean because Real Folk Blues real is a it felt it's a heavy good. song. Yeah, that one just felt really good where it was like. I know it's the same song and stuff, but right, it just you're just hyped, and then you get all the jet stuff. But I know that was out of place. But so, what'd you have in between episodes? I, I didn't talk about ballroom blitz at all, did I? No. Ballroom blitz. So, and this this will actually come up, or something similar will come up much later in the series. But um, when I was way younger, like middle school, the easiest way to get high quality music was to download them attached to anime music videos. Wait, what? And I had one for Ballroom Blitz that was Cowboy Bebop, mostly the first episode. But it was, you know, a lot of Spike doing his Spike stuff, fighting people. So for what I I don't know why I just thought of this, but Ballroom Blitz is forever linked to uh, Cowboy Bebop in my mind. Every time I hear that song, (laughs) I just start thinking about Cowboy Bebop. Specifically, I see the fight between Spike and Asimov. Like, mm-hmm. I can see the foot movements perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's, not, that's not connected to anything. I don't know why I thought of it, but I just had to get it out there before I forgot again. Nice. <clears throat> but anyway, let's uh, complete tonal whiplash here and move on to session eight, Waltz for Venus. Another Michiko Yokote. Um, Waltz for Venus not named after anything specific it's just Waltz is the musical reference here Um, we open up on <laughs> our anime Tom and Jerry on yeah I was going to say that in flight movie yeah and, Tom and um, Jerry still going strong with uh, a, a spaceship hijacking that is pretty coolly and quickly thwarted by Spike and Faye. I don't know if you guys have anything to say about that. Um, because space terrorists is a thing. Oh, space hijacking ships is a thing. Like, we, this is about second time we've seen it mm-hmm. in the series. Also, I think it's fantastic that fucking Spike has a sleeping mask on that has eyes on it, which just shows you how badass Spike is. <laughs> okay, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is a fact. I wouldn't call it fun, but this episode's original airing was actually delayed in the U.S. because of 9-11. That checks out. What was it? Because this was coming out in, like, 2001, wasn't it? Uh, I believe it started in, or it came out in Japan in, like, 99. So, yeah, I think the original run was in 2001 in the U.S. So, I'm pretty sure I was looking at the wiki. Episode 8. December? Oh, Yeah kind of interesting heavy metal queen dropped on september 23rd so this came out in december of 2001 this was december of 2001 episode 9 came out on september 30th of 2001 oh yeah so they waited like a whole month so they waited uh yeah about two months uh, two wait september yeah yeah two months to release it because of september 11th yeah interesting uh if you guys are good on the ship hijacking Okay, so um, I have to say one thing. Um, so congratulations on the Bebop crew. We finally see the first bounty of actually being completed. 
Uh, this is, I think this movie is the first one. I can't think of a time when they. Um, um, yeah, so after they get caught, that the, the... are you going to go with their names? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie, baby. <laughs> yeah. I caught that one. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, so I enjoyed that. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It's better than fucking Zebra and Tom giraffe. and Jerry in, immediately into the ducks. Yeah. Now that one made me happy. And then we meet, what is his name, Ro, uh, Roke, Roko? Rocco. 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 Oh, I call him Rocco. It might be Roko. Something like that. Um, I think it was, because yeah, it's not Roku. Like, yeah, Roko. Roko is his name. It's R-O-C-O, so it's either Roko or Rocco. And I got his dog food. <laughs> um, <laughs> so if if Cowboy Bebop has uh, a self-insert, Roko is definitely monkeys. With how impressed he is by Spike. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. What is it? <laughs> you're Ro- uh, you're Roku or Roko in the Roko in the in the series. You guys, I don't like to um, what's it called? Put myself into characters in anime. Okay, I'm not like, I'm not that weeb. Okay, uh, you guys. No, that's you, dog. You're so impressed with Spike. Oh, what the? F- you want to learn yeah, how to float? Yeah, is but- all over you Spike. You want to learn how to flow like water. I love that term. Flowing like water is always like the... It's the quintessential like martial arts thing. Is like, oh, you want to flow like water. And I fucking love that saying. Yeah, I think it's a I great mean, saying. It's, if you weren't convinced that Spike's fighting style wasn't based on Bruce Lee... Should be now. Here's your confirmation. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure like the, the flow like water is a paraphrasing of something Bruce Lee actually said. <laughs> There actually is saying on this wiki right here that I'm researching because you guys can't open it up. Uh, Bruce Lee has said, you must be shapeless, formless like water. When you pour water in a cup, it becomes the cup. When you pour water in a bottle, it becomes a bottle. When you pour water in a teapot, it becomes a teapot. Water can drip and it can crash. Become like water, my friend. Do you know who you got that from? Who? It Mon. Oh, yeah. I don't well. I don't know if Ipmon said that, but yeah, Bruce Lee was a disciple of Ipmon, mm. which is why Jeet Kune Do is mostly based in Wing Chun. Yeah. Don't come at me with martial arts knowledge, dude. I love me some Ipmon, bro. Ipmon's the first two are good. I don't remember the third one honestly, but I agree with you. I didn't see it. I heard it wasn't great. Um. Anyway, I I kind of wish. If you guys don't have more to say about uh, the interaction between uh, Roko and Spike there, I kind of wish we got more Venus because they <laughs> pretty much all we get is the pretty well done like Arabic bazaar, but it's very quick and they just nail the style of it. Even the music there is like pitch perfect, but that's pretty much all we get for this type of setting and i wish they had explored it a little more yeah i don't i'm trying to remember it definitely didn't leave an impression on me no they, they don't do much with it but it, it's just the way they nail all the different settings in general in cowboy bebop i wish they had done more with venus did you guys um, talk about the plants <laughs> and the f FM- nope I, I was just talking about the setting real quick okay uh we get the saying spike says uh Oh, actually, I jumped pretty far ahead here, I think. I don't have a whole lot. 
Uh, so I, I pretty much jumped to Spike meeting Stella. If you guys have anything between that. Uh, no, honestly, this the this whole episode, I really was just watching. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. Um, it felt... I don't, I don't want to call this one one-off, but it definitely felt more filler than the other ones. This... Uh, not to say um, again that sure. I didn't enjoy it, but it just wasn't a whole lot there for me. Actually, rewatching this episode made me really sad again. Yeah, it's a pretty tragic. Yeah, but uh, did you guys talk about the plants and how important they are in this story? Like, because they do talk about how the plants make Spike's um, voice funny and uh, snowfall of them. Oh yeah, no, we didn't talk about that. Okay. Go for it. I, I did write helium yeah. voice, but I didn't write any explanations. Um, what's it called the fact that uh, the snow? They talk about how the fucking um, the snow petals—I mean, not snow petals, but the plant petals—fall down and it looks like snow, and how um, how people can become sick of them, which is a, just an indication of, of course, his sister being sick. Mm-hmm. Which is really interesting. It's um. I don't know what they say in the dub, but Spike says something like, uh, Lady Bounty only has bangs, and Spike, or Faye corrects him to Lady Luck only has bangs. Um, I don't know if that tr- last survived into the dub, or if they changed the idiom they invoke there. Because I tried to look that up, and it took me like 10 minutes to find anything. And I guess it's not an idiom that has survived into the West. But it basically means exactly what it says it means, and grab at the chance while you have it. If uh, if Lady Luck only has bangs, then you got to take it while it's in front of you, because once it passes you by, you got nothing to hang on to. The only thing I have with the Lady Luck is Lady Luck, uh, the Lady Bounty, very fickled. That's the- sure. Okay. That I mean that that's maybe what they changed it to. Yeah. Because like I said, apparently I-, I couldn't find anything on this idiom until I found like a a Reddit thread that was translating obscure idioms or something. <laughs> oh, uh, did you guys also discuss that, um, what's it called? Faye got whole bounty money, bo- bounty money and is going gambling again? She fucking dipped. Like at the very beginning of the episode? Uh, we did not. Well, yeah, Bay just goes back and gamble all whole money that she just made, which is very Faye. Yeah, oh, I mean, that's her. Yep. <laughs> Is this something just some something interesting to point out? Um, maybe Faye knows what she's doing. Turns out, maybe she's got a plan. Yeah, maybe she's um being um what do you call it? All the casinos want to get her because they all she owes them money. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, anyway, then Spike meets uh, Stella, who we learn is Roko's blind sister. Yeah, why is she out there in the middle of the desert? Like, did they talk about that? I think she's probably hiding because uh, Roko crossed a crime syndicate. And you think that she kind of loosely, like, well, she kind of loosely knows about it. I don't think she knows about it. I don't. I mean, well, she kept saying, like, she knows he's in bad stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, and I guess that's a reason for her to live out in the desert. Is it still real, though? No, no. I mean, the, I, I didn't really question it the sense I got. I was like, oh, she's out there for protection. Yeah. And also, maybe they can't afford to live, like, in a place that they have to pay for, so they're just squatting. Oh, you might be right about that. Oh, um, also, we forgot about the plant, so Marco gives Spike the plant, whatever it is, and Faye wants to sell it, 
but Jet, Jet says the plant is too hot, which is very interesting. That I mean, it's not interesting that Jet knows that like the plant's hot, but still like it shows the backstory of Jet. Like he understands how criminals work and stuff like that, which makes sense considering he was a cop. Yeah, he's but he's based in. We get to hear Stella's music box, which is a very nice song. Yeah, which will come up later. Very sad song, really, but I don't understand this. So. So Rocco steals the plant, right? Mm-hmm. He sends the music box to his sister, and the music box contains the plant's seeds. Why does he need the plant? Um, so he can keep having more money? I think that was the money okay. part. So she needed both the seeds and the money, right? So that was the money part. Oh, If he yeah, sold yeah, that, yeah. then he would get the money for all the surgeries or whatever. That's where I, that's what I thought I, was. I, I'm just saying the sister never got the plant anyways. The plant was destroyed in the shootout. Yeah, but she got the money. But Spike probably got the bounty money. Yeah. That was the implication was Spike gave the money to her for her surgeries. Okay, you might be right about that. That makes more sense. That's what I took away from it. It wasn't necessarily explained, but... Yeah. We need those damn Naruto writers to come in here and tell us what happened. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. In in a series of five flashbacks that all show us the same bits of dialogue. Yeah. God damn. Fuck Naruto. Hey, I'm sorry, audience. Naruto fucking sucks. After the first season, it goes downhill. Naruto's trash. Goes downhill real fast. All right. So the reason I said remember the cat. Yes. Um, is Stella says to Spike, like, hey, something different about you. I can tell you're a good guy. So we get two things, basically rapid fire of things, basically, quote unquote, sensing Spike is a decent dude. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because the cat jumps on his head. Doesn't really have a reason to, but. Yeah. The cat's like, come on, be chill. This guy seems all right. Um, we get the quick scene with the only reason I want to call this out is we get the quick scene with Faye. Uh, she goes into the bar to figure out where the dude is, and all the dude, all those other guys start pulling guns, and she just shoots all the guns. Finally, we get to see Faye be capable and cool, <laughs> like not bumble her way through a situation. <laughs> um, and then we get to the the criminals catching up with uh, Rocco and Spike. The shootout ensues. We get. Roko actually learning. We see his epiphany moment of, I get it! I see how to do the thing where you flip the guy! <laughs> and goes and gives Spike a big thumbs up and blam, gets shot. Yeah, I was very uh, happy the, about the, this fight scene and then that happened and I was like, fuck, they actually kill people <laughs> in this fucking series. Which I, I love. Yep. I fucking love it. But that kind of sucked. On top of that... <laughs> The plant, uh, the, the 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 thing shatters and the plant wilts. Yep. And oh, also about Walco being in the bathroom. Oh yeah, there's that. Thing. <laughs> I, I was I thought about that when you guys were talking about it earlier, but I forgot. Yeah, yeah it's another a, bathroom scene in this. It's this one episode. of Anthony's favorite scenes. Oh, fuck. Goddamn bathrooms. <laughs> but yeah, Anthony's favorite scene with the bathrooms. Like Fucking goddamn, bathrooms. how great are those scenes? <laughs> You can have your old men counter. I'm going to have a bathroom scene counter. 
<laughs> Go ahead. Give us a bathroom scene. We'll see how many we fucking get. Uh, oh, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that aside, yeah, Roko gets shot. God, so sad. Gray Ash wilts. And the, this is the reason this episode, to me, is important. Because this is the first time we see Spike care about one of these random strangers. Like, really. Like, he loses his cool. He starts freaking out when Roko gets shot. And yeah, you're correct right. me if I'm wrong, but that does not happen to this point. Yeah, you're right about that. It's he's weird, always actually. just like, oh, he knows what he's doing. He's in control. But Roko gets shot, and he's like, yo, someone come help this guy. Like, what's going Just on? We need stay alive. help we'll now. Doctor in two minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, what's it called? Spike doesn't have a cold heart on. I don't know if you know that. No, not. I know. Exactly. But to, what I'm saying is this characterization hasn't been presented to this point. Uh, I think it's just because he has a sister. Like, I, Does Spike have a sister? <laughs> no, but you could see that, like... The guy is doing everything to do to take care of his sister, and then basically Spike wants his sister's her to, not get, be... to get him to get back to her. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I mean, there's the potential that maybe Spike sees a bit of himself in Roko. Both being in... I, I guess we don't know Spike's circumstances for being in organized crime, but... I think there's obvious that there's some empathy for Roko here. He clearly cares about him and not just his sister. The fact that Spike is yelling, don't die, don't die, is so, like, haunt-wrenching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as we said, Spike gets Stella the surgery. And she starts getting all happy. Like, oh, I can't wait to see Roko for the first time ever. God damn it. That's such a sad scene. And she knows what's up. Yeah, and she's like, oh, well, yeah, I know who's into bad stuff. And, like, oh, he's dead, isn't he? And Spike's like, yeah. And effectively gets kicked out. Yeah, that's when um, I tilled up. It's just, she doesn't get to see her brother again. Never again. Like, she, she goes blind, never gets to see her brother. Even after her brother does all this to um, make it where she becomes unblind. It's such yeah, so a sad story. What, what they did was really good to make it even worse like the sadness <laughs> because you yeah. know a lot of i mean this sounds it's gonna come off sounding initially just just bear with me like a lot of people die right and we've gotten especially in tv you don't care that much right there's no reason for you to really care mm-hmm. about this but the fact that she was blind and then the line i think she said where it was um like i just want to see him one more or like where like i want to see him that's the i think it's the line right there I want to see him. Uh, the I don't know if it's different in the dub, but in the sub, the way she says it implies that she's never seen him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, she basically says, I just want to see him once. Yep. And I, and he, I want to see him first. Yeah, that was the implication that she's never seen him. And then, like, he pauses and is like, is he in jail? And then he, like, uh, doesn't do anything else. She already comes to terms, like, okay, he's dead. And that's fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really well done. Yep. And Anthony's saying this is a one-off episode. This episode's great, Anthony. I like this episode. Go on, Owens. I mean, it is a one-off. I like this episode. In a way. <laughs> it, it's a fantastic episode. But And then, you know, we get the final shot with the music box refrain and all the flowers coming down. Yeah, the pedals. Spike looks up. So sad, actually. And then, <laughs> and then Real Folk Boom, Blues Real like, Folk hey, Blues. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm serious like I was about to tear I was almost tearing up like I felt the water coming out and I'm just like 
Come on. Come on. Be a real... Be like a woman. Don't cry. Don't cry. A real folk blues does not make things happier for me. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of it makes me feel happy. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean... Listen, we'll talk about more. We'll talk about real folk blues. Don't worry. Before we stop, though, this episode is inspired by the noir film On Dangerous Ground. Which one? The Waltz for Venus? Yeah. Interesting. Yep, it's a noir film. And yeah, it's about the main character, Walco, uh, only doing crime to take care of his sister. Just, and it ends the same way where else he dies. Oh, okay, cool. I, I never even heard of that movie. Yep. That's all. Thanks again for listening to My First Anime. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends and leave a review. It really helps. I'm Chris Bailey, and you can find me on Twitter at Chris R. Bailey or hear me play pretend on the actualplay.network podcast. And finally, thanks to Slink for the use of 12 Speed as our intro and Winnie the Moog for the use of Speed Energy as our outro. You can come to my stream, STMonkey at Twitch, where the O is a zero in monkey, so make sure you guys remember that. Uh, I play single-player games and multiplayer games. Well, sometimes multiplayer games. Tuesdays and Fridays afternoons. You can also follow my Twitter at STMonkey. Also, always a zero. And my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram is mostly containing dog photos of my dog. He's a poodle. And situ. You can reach out and contact us on Twitter at MyFirstAnime or uh, email at MyFirstAnimePodcast at gmail.com. And if you feel so inclined, my personal Twitter and Instagram are both Sir Paperplate, where you will find only pictures of my cat. And once again, thanks for listening to My, my First, first Anime. anime.